Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Before we begin, a note from our sponsor. I'm Richard Jacobs, Executive Director of the nonprofit Finding Genius Foundation and host of the Finding Genius Podcast. In late 2016, I was rear-ended at 65 miles an hour by a truck on the highway, which sent me off-road into a ditch. The impact of the collision gave me a concussion and other injuries. At the hospital, a CT scan showed that I had thyroid nodules, which turned out to be cancer. It was then, when I had a biopsy in my neck, that I realized, even if I was a millionaire, I wouldn't want a second or a third biopsy due to the pain and the invasiveness of it. And appointments at that time for thyroid experts were three to six months out. And I was worried about dying now, even if that was irrational. So because of this, I've decided to raise money to conduct a literature review on steroids, on the causes of anxiety and depression, a condition that affects well over 50 million people in the United States and hundreds of millions worldwide. Our goal is to create a codex, a guide, that reveals all possible treatments for anxiety and depression for people that live with the condition or for loved ones that have it, as my wife and my son do. To find out more about our fundraiser, visit FindingGeniusFoundation.org and click on Current Initiatives. And now, to our guest. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast, now part of the Finding Genius Foundation. A guest, uh, a returning guest I've known for a while now, good guy, Dr. Bill McGraw. Uh, we've talked about many topics and he seems to have, uh, you know, a knowledge and awareness of uh, a lot more topics than most people are willing to even talk about. Okay. Today, we're going to talk about uh, graphene oxide, uh, where it's showing up in our lives and what it does to us. So, Bill, thanks for coming again. Thanks for having me back again. It's awesome to be here. So tell me again about uh, graphene oxide. What is it? Where is it? How are people encountering it? Oh, boy, what an amazing story. I did a podcast with Sarah Westall for my book, Aluminum Detox, and she asked me to look up uh, graphene oxide, learn about it, and include that as part of the detox in the podcast talking about it. And so I did. And when I did, boy, I was really shocked. It's got an amazing story. It was shown through research by a Dr. Robert Young that 98% of the big V's right? Uh, I don't know if I can even say it. It'll get bounced. I don't know what's going to happen. A podcast will get bounced out of certain platforms. So I'll try not to say the big V word. So the big V contains 98% graphene oxide, which is pretty crazy. So through electron microscopy and other types of microscopes, he was able to show, and through a lot of different types of analysis, he actually published a scientific paper on his site, drrobertyoung.com, I believe it is. And he showed that 98% of the vaccine is uh, big V, sorry, big V is is actually graphene oxide um, through several different types of analysis. So that was really interesting to see that. So I went all the way back to the beginning. Where did it show up? Where did it come from? Well, it's got an amazing story. Uh, graphene oxide was discovered in 2004 in the United Kingdom, and it was actually made by adding something like an oxidizer, like sulfuric acid to graphite. And what you come up with is a one atom layer thick of a, he- a hexagonal, shape material 
that's supposed to be the toughest in the world. So you can think of the industry applications are just outrageous. It's going to be in just about everything I would imagine. What are some of the applications that it's legitimately used for? You know, if you were going to make, uh, well, for instance, a helmet. I mean, you could make uh, materials that are tougher than you can imagine. And so what about a bulletproof vest or a helmet or, you know, just think about it. Just think about it. The things that you could make uh, from this toughest material in the world. I mean, it seems unlimited. Uh, We're going to get into some of the properties, but it is a semiconductor and magnetic. So you can think how it could enter into a variety of different products. I mean, it's... It's really uh, mind-blowing when you think about it. But one of the things I wanted to talk today, which most importantly is the graphene oxide used in the big Vs. All right. So so graphene oxide is water-soluble. It has a very high specific surface area, and it has oxygen and hydrogen groups around the edges, which allows it uh, to be a carrier for, for things like proteins and antibodies and DNA fragments. So immediately they picked up on the fact that, well, this could be a, a delivery agent for a type of medicine to get it into cells. So, you know, graphene oxide has an extremely high protein absorption capacity. It does have a negative charge and it is a nano sized material. So it will stick to cell membranes. It'll cut through cell membranes, entering cells fairly easily. And it'll also aggregate uh, blood cells, uh, just causing uh, coagulation of platelets and, and blood cells, which makes it pretty dangerous. And believe it or not, it can also chelate metals. So those are some of the properties of graphene oxide. It's a pretty crazy thing to be wanting to to put in somebody's body. But when I went back into the scientific peer-reviewed journals and I looked for papers, they were there. Uh, All the way going back to 2010, there were a number of papers that stated the toxicology symptoms and what this thing was doing to uh, animals and humans once it was injected or inhaled or was swallowed. I mean, it has a variety, it has a variety of different negative effects. First off, you know, graphene oxide is, because it's so small, it has the ability to cross the blood-brain barrier and the placental barrier, uh, so it can accumulate easily inside the hippocampus area of the human brain. Well, lo and behold, you know, when you inject people with graphene oxide, it gets into the hippocampus, it attaches to nerve tissue, destroys nerve tissue and causes Alzheimer's. So that's openly stated in the research papers. So, of course, the uh, area of the hippocampus in the brain is responsible for facial recognition, learning emotions. Why would anyone put uh, graphene oxide in the big V? What would be the purpose, you would think? Uh Right. So, well, there's a purpose that's uh, they'll tell you. And then there's another purpose. If you want me to go through both of those, the the purpose that they're eventually going to have to tell us, because it's coming out in several different sites. Robert Young is one. It's all over the alternative media news. And of course, this is a site called uh, Quinta Columna, which is a out of Spain. And these guys have done a ton of research and they're really putting out some amazing videos uh, discussing what's really in the, the big V's. They'll tell you, well, eventually the big, the big V manufacturers are just going to say, look, we put it in the, the big Vs because it has an ability to carry stuff. It's very sticky. And so it carries things to the cells. It could penetrate the cells and deliver a, a contents, like a, a piece of DNA or a piece of messenger RNA from a, a, a vaccine. Uh, or or a, a piece of messenger RNA from a synthetic geo, genetically modified piece of DNA from a from a, a virus, and it can inject it in there. And, the, and then the but instead of using a modified virus, it's, it acts in a similar way. It sounds like to help transport materials into a cell. It's a carrier essentially. Yep. Right? 
Right. That's essentially it. It will carry a piece of DNA into inside the cell where the where the cell's machinery will then replicate it eventually. So that's what they're telling you. Now, once we go through all this material, you're going to find out that there's something funny going on because it's a semiconductor. What's happening is people are using EMF meters and, you know, going up next to people who've, who've gotten the big V and measuring electromagnetic fields around these people. And when they grab onto a, an electrical wire, of course, that's insulated, they will actually increase the amount of electromagnetic radiation. And this could be easily shown just by getting an EMF meter going near someone who's gotten the big V and full of graphene oxide. And you'll see that, yeah, the, the graphene oxide is actually a semiconductor and it's magnetic and it picks up electromagnetic fields and you can measure them. And if people are around uh, transformers or they're grabbing onto insulated wires that are that are have electricity passing through it of course that's an electromagnetic field the body absorbs it so what we're going to find out it's going to be incredibly destructive because when graphene oxide is magnetized and it starts holding a charge or, a, or it absorbs a magnetic field it becomes more oxidative more destructive and even deadly and it could interfere with all kinds of synapses in between neurons and cause an unbelievable amount of inflammation in the human body and and basically really kill somebody so that's i think why that's there because who today is not next to some sort of emf field how long does it stay in the body and how, you know, have you talked to anyone that's, that's had the big B, you know, four or five, six months ago? Uh-huh. Are they any yeah. better off than someone that just had it? Before we continue, I've been personally funding the Finding Genius podcast for four and a half years now, which has led to 2,700 plus interviews of clinicians, researchers, scientists, CEOs, and other amazing people who are working to advance science and improve our lives and our world. Even though this podcast gets 100,000 plus downloads a month, we need your help to reach hundreds of thousands more worldwide. Please visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click on Support Us. We have three levels of membership from 10 to $49 a month, including perks such as the ability to see ahead in our interview calendar and ask questions of upcoming guests, transcripts of podcasts you're interested in, the ability to request specific topics or guests, and more. Visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click Support Us today. Now back to the show. Uh, it's it, graphene oxide is supposed to be removed from the body within a few days. I mean, it, the, the kidneys are supposed to filter it out, but because it has an incredible affinity for certain types of tissues and, and then for one, the lung tissue, uh, it has an affinity for. So the larger graphene oxide particles actually stick to lung tissue, cause, uh, inflammation and then fluid retention. Uh, so that's one of the problems that there is with inflammation causing it, but as it absorbs more electromagnetic fields, I think it's just going to become pretty deadly. So all these people, you know, who isn't around an EMF, you know, a Wi-Fi, a cell phone, a cell phone tower, uh, you know, and, and, and they're initiating the 5G, of course, which is a smaller, more intensive waveform, wavelength uh, that's going to be cause even more uh, inflammatory problems once the graphene oxide begins to absorb the smaller millimeter wavelengths from 5G. And it's going to be really a lot of problems in terms of inflammation and people are really going to get sick when all that happens. So how fast do they get rid of it? Well, let's look at it this way. Within couple weeks, or let's say within a week, the graphene oxide travels around through the blood. It gets into the brain hippocampus area. It gets through the lung, what we call the the air blood barrier of the lungs. It gets into the lungs. It begins causing lung scarring 
Okay, and then creates inflammation in the lung tissue, creates fluid retention. And once that fluid retention starts, the graphene oxide is stuck inside the lungs until you reduce inflammation and somehow get rid of all the fluid accumulation in the lungs. And then I I would imagine people would be, you know, if you can extract the fluid, you're likely going to take out the graphene oxide, but the graphene oxide has likely already done a tremendous amount of damage to the lungs. And if it gets obviously into the arteries of the brain, and clogs the arteries of the brain, it's obviously going to cause a stroke. Now, the crazy thing is my brother-in-law here in Panama took the vaccine. And I think about a month later, he went to the hospital with uh, a stroke. And then he had uh, fluid retention in the lungs and it came very close to killing him. He was in the hospital for a couple of months and he finally got out. And now he's confined to a wheelchair, all because of this big V and the graphene oxide. I mean, let's face it, what are the, what's the likelihood of a, a lung virus causing a blood clot? I mean, how can people be so dense? How, how can be, people be so complacent to think that this is all the result of some kind of lung virus? Give give me a break. Look, all this stuff that's being caused, you're talking about a lung virus causing short, short-term memory loss and a loss of sense of smell and blood clots and cardiac problems. And, you know, the list goes on. Who's kidding who here? Why are people accepting all this? And I think people have just been brainwashed to not question or use their own brain to come up with a logical conclusion based on facts and data. I mean, they're just readily accepting whatever their media is is telling them. And, oh, well, that causes that. Well, of course it does. I mean, yeah, of course it causes that. You know, oh, yeah, so-and-so. Yeah, wow. This guy got the coronavirus, you know, the big the big V, the big C and the big V and all that we're supposed to say. Uh, and wow, look what happened. He needs a booster. This guy needs a booster. So they've actually twisted things around so much. So it looks like the big V is causing the big C. The big C used to be cancer. Now it's the big bologna. I can't even say it because it'll get bounced out of a certain podcast. I realized that. You so should, You should say uh, my Sharona instead. My Sharona. Right. I'm going to remember that too. Okay. So uh, it's, it's supposed to be removed very quickly by the spleen. Smaller graphene oxide particles are removed by the spleen and by the kidney filtered out. Uh, Larger particles are just too sticky and they're going to cause blood clots resulting in, in of course, strokes. And then they're going to, these larger graphene oxide particles, you're going to attach the lung tissue, cause damage, scarring, inflammation, fluid retention. So the bottom line is it doesn't get removed. I mean, we could go deeper into this and it's going to get sound a little bit crazy, but you know, they're talking about replication and nanobots and I won't get into all that because I think it's beyond this podcast. Tell me again, like everyone looks down on anecdotal evidence, but mm-hmm. when you look at anecdotal evidence from, you know, patients, cause I would guess you'd see them over the months and years. Yeah. What have you seen with people that have had, you know, the big V short term versus long term? What do you observe? If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. Uh, well, short term, there's just a vast variety of different problems. Some people get uh, things like chest pain, or I have seen edema in people that have gotten the big V. Uh, obviously, people. Ex- I've seen people such as my brother-in-law with uh, fluid retention in the lungs. Uh, but what happens mostly is I don't see these people because they're whisked away to the hospital and put in quarantine. If you display any kind of uh, big, big C symptoms... 
from the my Sharona there you're whisked away to, to the hospital and put in quarantine and then there's you know people guards and everything no one can get to you because they're worried that you're going to kill everyone and result in the destruction oh of God. the entire planet now if i got to see the person i can whack i could whack a virus like that in two hours i guarantee it the, the big c is actually a weak virus for for rife technology i've been doing it for five years i've been killing killing all kinds of viruses it's it's a little harder than bacteria but it's it's a doer you know, that's why I don't see a lot of people. When this thing first started a year and a half ago, I did see people with the big My Sharona. And so, and I did cure them. But anytime now somebody gets it, uh, of course, the major, anytime somebody gets the, the big, the big V, well, they automatically, they think they have the big My Sharona and they get whisked off away. Oh my God, I'm going to die. I have to go to the hospital. The world's ending. But in fact, it's not, you know, it's all, a, it is just a big snow job. And everybody is so just absolutely brainwashed about the the fact that they don't, they, that they need this, this big V. In fact, they don't. It's what's actually causing the symptoms, the my Sharona, as we've come to know it. So uh, if I go back into the, you know, I wrote this uh, eight page paper, which you can buy off Amazon. It's an EPUB about graphene oxide information and answers for detox is the name of the of the EPUB that's on Amazon and people have been downloading and reading it. And the, what I did was just look at all of the available scientific peer-reviewed journal papers and putting them all together and put the whole story together. So I did go back and look from uh, papers published from 2010 all the way up to 2021 and just summarized and did a lot of quotes from all these papers to put the whole story together on what's going on with graph- graphene oxide, how it creates problems in the human body, and how do we get rid of it. So if, if you go to 2016 in the Journal of Nanobiotechnology, uh, you'll see that it was demonstrated that graphene oxide injected into the body of mammals easily crosses the blood-brain barrier, ends up in the hippocampus, and it actually damages the blood-brain barrier, allowing other toxins to pass through and do their own damage, such as, of course, aluminum and mercury. We've talked about that already. I was going to ask you at the end of this, what happens uh, if people listen to my Sharona twice, three times, four times, because the government mm-hmm. insists yeah. that they do. But we'll okay. get to that in a minute. Okay. Yes, indeed. And I'll just tell you now that what will happen is there'll be increased inflammation every time the body sees that new pyelographene oxide, the inflammatory response will increase because there's a memory there now. And so the first once or twice uh, that you get hit with the graphene oxide, the body mounts an inflammatory response, but eventually it's going to be faster and harder. And there's going to be more uh, more effects and more symptoms and more death from it because the blood clots are getting greater. The lung inflammation and the lung fluid ac- accumulation, what we call pulmonary edema, is going to get greater and people are going to start dying more from it. I mean, after all, when this thing first started happening, you know, you, we talked about the ventilators and all that and people, well, we can't do anything. They said they're dying of oxygen starvation. I mean, there was, it was complicated and ugly. So getting back to this uh, uh, research in peer-reviewed journals, in 2021, there was a paper published that showed that graphene oxide has a toxic effect on nerve tissue, okay, and that it uh, basically uh, destroys neural neural cells and causes uh, degeneration, necrosis, so that's what happens there, and that's going to lead to Alzheimer's. So one out of two people over the age of 80 is going to die from Alzheimer's in 20 years. Right now, it's one out of every three. So it is. it does cause neurodegenerative disease. Okay, on top of that, it destroys arteries. 
blood cells. It can cause bleeding and brain tissue, as was reported in a study from 2021. Another study from 2020 showed that the effects of graphene oxide cause disruption of neurotransmitters such as tyrosine, uh, tryptophan, dopamine, and so on and so on. So it can obviously cause other forms of neurodegenerative disease and potentially mental illness if we think about how neurotransmitters are disrupted. But if we look at the biggest effect and the most dangerous dangerous effect besides the blood clots, you're talking about when graphene oxide gets into the lungs and causes thrombosis and the fluid retention. Well, we could go back all the way back to 2011. It was reported that graphene oxide administered to experimental animals caused severe damage to the lungs and it accumulates in the lungs and it causes what we call granulomas, which is uh, a grouping of white blood cells around foreign material, inflammatory cell infiltration and fibrosis. Of course, fibrosis is lung scarring. So higher amounts of graphene oxide in the blood of experimental animals had actually caused uh, the granuloma for formation. Quick question here. Uh-huh. How would people be exposed to graphene oxide before, you know, my um, Sharona came out? Well, I it wasn't being injected. It was talked about being injected into the bodies, but certainly not, I mean, experimentally into lab animals and so on, maybe a few people, but definitely not on a large scale. So people weren't really exposed to it. You'd have to go and look at the individual products that are being made from graphene oxide, but how much is really going to get inside your body? You know, we've talked before about when something is injected into muscle tissue, it it creates a separate inflammatory response compared to if it was, say, swallowed or if it was injected straight into the blood. White cells go into the muscle tissue. They will grab onto and engulf whatever is there causing the inflammation and then carry it away and distribute it to all kinds of areas throughout the body. And that creates a separate inflammatory response that is really destructive and outside the inflammatory response that it's supposed to create to increase the body's own immunology. And we, I think we discussed that last time when we did our, our, our podcast on aluminum and aluminum detox. Okay, so we talk about white blood cells known as neutrophils. They will actually engulf and encapsulate the graphene oxide. And that's been shown from uh, particles from 350 nanometers up to two microns. So different size particles will be engulfed by the white blood cells, creating an increased inflammatory response. You remember back in the day, they were calling it the cytokine storm because inflammatory markers have the uh, potential or the uh, ability to recycle themselves and, and things tend to snowball out of effect out, out of uh, out of control because the inflammatory response just seems to multiply. And once it, once the body is super inflamed, it's really hard to turn down that inflammatory process because you have to affect so many different inflammatory markers and calm the white blood cells down. And that is not an easy thing to do. So these white blood cells are attaching to the graphene oxide, creating what I would call arterial debris, and then it attaches to blood red blood cells and then platelets and it causes these large clots that and that's resulting in uh actually causing the uh strokes so repeated analysis of data uh, continually demonstrates that pulmonary edema results from intravenous injection of graphene oxide with a graphene oxide particle diameter of 100 nanometers why would they include this in the mike sharona song man because mm-hmm. it sounds like some of the symptoms would mimic you know 
my Sharona. And then I would think that people would attribute those symptoms to, you know, the failure of, of the song to, uh, you know, to excite you. So <laughs> it seems like it would, it would make it backfire. It would cause bad right. optics. It would, uh, okay, you know, so- cause fallout. Well, this, this, you'd have to understand and agree, of course, that the major media creates a story and that story is presented so many times on the major media that you uh, eventually you, you begin to accept the lie and that's just brainwashing. So they tell you, look, that the big V is, uh, is what's responsible to keep everybody alive. And there's a new Delta, Alpha, Omega variant and we're, we're all going to die unless you get this uh, vaccine. So now, if you really wanted to complicate issues and you were a psychopath, what you would do is increase like uh, the ability to uh, people to see patterns. For instance, uh, you could increase, uh, create some placebos. You could create different versions of the big V. So it's creating different symptoms and causing different disease in different groups of people that are getting different, different amounts. And some of these things are actually placebos. Some of these people aren't getting and don't aren't getting the, the big V contents. And don't forget each body is going to react slightly different not everybody who gets the big injection is going to end up with pulmonary edema but the people who have low amounts of glutathione in their body then remember glutathione is the body's master antioxidant and master chelator so if that if they have adequate glutathione levels and good zinc levels to increase immunity, then chances are they can chelate the graphene oxide, remove it from the body before it makes its way to the lungs and causes the, of course, the fibrosis and the, and the lung fluid retention and so on. So actually some people will detoxify on their own from the, from the big V injection. Yep. Hey, quick question here, Bill. If you were forced to listen to my Sharona, how could you prepare a day or two before to minimize the effects of that horrible song on your body? Well, uh, what you would do is, is what the, what the whole internet is telling you to do. Like the uh, Quinta Columna will tell you, uh, look, uh, get intravenous glutathione, or you could just do a liposomal glutathione. I make it all the time for my clients here in Panama. And what that will do is that will chelate the graphene oxide. Also, you could begin to detox because the more garbage you have in your system, such as heavy metals, or you have glyphosate or one of these other horrible chemicals, they're just compromising uh, your detox sy- uh, systems and you're compromising your immune systems. So maybe that the body is already in a state of inflammation. And, and so it just adds more fuel to the fire when you get the graphene oxide, big V injection. And it, you know, it creates such a, a incredible amount of inflammation that if it attaches to the lungs, the body goes crazy and starts accumulating fluid in the lungs and, and winds up, you wind up in the hospital with, uh, with the idea that, oh, oh my, oh my God, you have the, uh, the the big my Sharona and you're going to die. We better do something. So what do they do? They might ask you to give you another injection of a of the big V. Oh, you better need a booster right now. Or they make demand that you have the booster before you enter the hospital. Right now, it's mandated in a lot of places in the United States. You have to have uh, you have to have the big V injection right now in, in New Zealand. They're talking about all medical workers need the big V injection. And people are going to react to it differently. And some of them are going to get different ingredients of different big V uh, variations and so on. 
and it's just going to create a hard to form a pattern. But the pattern that you have, you will see uh, continually is that all this information in the scientific peer reviewed journals matches what's going on here. Because as we go through this list of information from everything, all the information I've accumulated, you're going to see that this exactly uh, mimics what's going on in people, pulmonary edema, blood clots, uh, damage to arteries. I mean, it's exactly the same. So, hey, what, what do you know about that? And so what's happening is you're going to have more and more these different groups on the Internet coming out and saying, look, uh, the big V is 98 percent graphene oxide. It causes blood clots. It causes retention and fluid retention in the lungs. And people are dying because of it. OK, that's what's actually happened. And hey, by the way, here's an eight page summary of all the toxic toxicology studies that demonstrate that graphene oxide when inhaled, injected or delivered to an animal or cells in one form or another causes all of these same things. So lo and behold, there's, you know, your open and shut case. Uh, you know, what else do I have to do? Uh, the con- you know, start conducting more studies? Well, the studies have already been done. What hasn't been done is looking at the graphene oxide and people that are getting injected with the big V. Right. And that's what they haven't done, but they probably need to do. But people are starting to uh, actually analyze the contents of the vials. And this is what they're coming up with. And this is really hardcore analysis that they're using to actually show that, yeah, these these uh, vials contain uh, graphene oxide. And this is what it's doing to the to the bodies of uh, mammals that have been injected to it. This is what's doing to humans. So it's going to come out. It's coming out and it's being suppressed, of course, but eventually, you know, we'll get there. And let's see, what else haven't we really talked well, what, about? What, well, again, look, what, what could be the reason that, I mean, do you think it's just the people that formulated, you know, my Sharona, they, they must have known that this has a bad track record. Right. Even if the media covers it up and everything, it's still going to cause problems. Why not make, you know, the big V so that it actually works as best they can? Because they could still force it on people and then they'd make the money they want. But why not make it good? Why make it crap? Or it just seems like they must be putting that stuff in there to set it up for later. Or they're just trusting that the corruption is so deep that they'll never get caught and it's no big deal. Which one do you think it is? Okay, these people are psychopaths and they're, it's, uh, the end result is depopulation. Now, if anyone doubts that and says, oh, no, that can't be. Well, I tell you what, go to the Georgia Guidestones. These are the monoliths in Georgia, and you can actually see them and put your hands on them or read Agenda 21 or Agenda 30 or, you know, back in 1972, uh, Secretary of State Henry Kissinger said, control the food, control the people. And that was the beginning of when they invented GMOs. So if we go and listen to these politicians and look at their protocols and look at what the major uh, the major people that run the planet, we all, we all know who they are, those, the powers that be. What are their intentions? Truly, what are their, their intentions? And their are, intentions are is depopulation, control, and submission. That's what they're looking for, for by, the, by the, human, the human race, generally. So when they make these things and they know they're destructive and still they put them in people to kill them, it gives you the idea, yeah, they knew what they were doing and yeah, people are dying and they, that's the way they want it. Okay, so let's get back into our yeah. discussion. Uh, in 2012, scientists found that graphene oxide administered to mice caused platelet aggregation, blood clots in the 
lungs through the effect of graphene oxide causing the release of calcium. So this is another effect. If you have a release of calcium, it could potentially uh, uh, contribute to arteriosclerosis as calcium combines with different types of fats and forms um, plaque on the inside of arteries. And this is known arteriosclerosis. And so, uh, you know, and this, of course, causes uh, release of calcium from intracellular stores and increases the amount of inflammation. Here's a quote I want to read for you. Uh, back in 2013, you know, scientists, and it reminds me of the GMO story, back in 1975, scientists of the making of GMO said, look, we shouldn't release these into the environment. It's incredibly destructive. Nobody listened. They're too, too powerful, the GMO companies. Uh, but anyway, 2013, uh, this scientist makes this quote, which is kind of spooky, I tell you, and I'll, and I'll give you the quote now. Quote, Becht imaging showed that graphene oxide was mainly localized in the lungs with minor presence in other organs such as the liver and intestines, suggesting that graphene oxide can pass through the air-blood barrier. These results show that graphene oxide possesses severe pulmonary toxicity and appropriate steps must be taken to minimize human exposure to graphene oxide sources, especially during large-scale production unquote. So that is from mm. way back in 2013. And I, I, you know, I just love it when they say that it's so blatant. Look, this is, you know, what might be interesting is in the factories where they make this garbage. I wonder what happens to the workers or do they have protocols that, you know, oh, nothing sure. will happen to them or will they be massively uh, exposed to it over time? No, I'm, I'm sure there's exposure. And the truth is that it's likely accumulating much over time, small amounts. And I'm sure they're, they're using all kinds of safety equipment and safety precautions so that people don't get exposed to it and get it in their bodies. Because, hey, look, there's 50 research papers that are telling you it's incredibly toxic on all kinds of levels. So, look, don't get it in you. But it's okay to put in a vaccine. Well, the vaccine manufacturers haven't actually admitted to any of this yet, but there are are several different independent uh, groups of people. Uh, I say people because obviously you can't get a grant for this at a university. Uh, but these different groups are coming out with the analysis of these different vials and saying, look, this is what this stuff contains. And uh, these are the ingredients. And this is what it's going to do to you if you get it. But people are so brainwashed. Uh, the major media is going to say you have to get this. The government says you have to get this if you're going to keep your job. And if you're going to travel to a country like uh, Canada, you're going to have to have the injection. And if you're going to go here and do this, you need an injection. Okay, so further to this. You know, when we talk about what is the what is the main end result, we're talking about graphene, uh, graphene oxide causing death, and it's a part of the depopulation agenda. Now, you might think that's a little, some people are going to say, oh, no, no, no. But you wait, you wait, and you mark my words and see what happens. Here's a good one. Graphene oxide easily passes the placental barrier. Now, we know definitely that pregnant women are getting the vaccine. Oh, yes, yes, the WHO and all these other monkeys are pushing it into pregnant women. They're getting the vaccine. What do you think's happening? It's going through the placental barrier. Uh, when fetal tissue comes in contact with graphene oxide, it causes all kinds of increased oxidation, destruction of cells and cell membranes, the creation of free radicals, and also it can cause other problems such as, well, look, in another study from 2015, graphene oxide showed reduced body weight and delayed offspring development 
in mammals compared to mammal, uh, pregnant mammals that did not receive graphene oxide. So you're, you're talking about increases in miscarriages of pregnant women getting the vaccine. And I'm sure it's happening. I've seen some disturbing videos that showed what babies look like when they're coming out of the womb of a woman who's received the the big V injection as well as the, the mighty boosters. Here's a literature review published in 2021. Again, scientific journals reviewed, and it states, quote, regarding the placental barrier, one study suggested that the placenta does not provide a barrier against the transfer of nanoparticles to the fetus, specifically against the distribution of nanoparticles in and to the fetus. So a separate study on top of that said that graphene oxide caused cardiovascular defects in developing embryos. What's being observed clinically to women that are pregnant and what happens when they give birth? What's the condition of the baby? What's been observed? I've seen a disturbing video where this child came out and its eyes were pure black. Now, this just looked like a regular video. I couldn't see any special effects. I mean, this child looked, its its hands were deformed, and the child had like pure black eyes. It was very disturbing. It's, I'm sure it's gone viral. It's all over the internet. But I'm sure there's things that are being not reported. But I would say the biggest effect would be just increase in miscarriages. You're going to have the body aborting the fetus because it's damaged. It's going to be recognized as being severely damaged and will cause miscarriages. Uh, that's what I think is is the deal. But of course, if you go to the CDC website, uh, it encourages something called pregnant people. I don't know, want to know what that is, it, but it encourages pregnant people, quote unquote. It encourages chest feeding individuals. Yeah. There you go. Whatever the heck that means. It encourages, hey, get it's the vaccine. Woke, woke garbage that they're spewing. That's what it is. You got it. Okay. So we've talked a lot about already about the magnetic uh, properties and graphene oxides of semiconductor, and it will readily absorb 0.5 to 40 gigahertz uh, frequencies, which covers all your 4G, 5G, Wi-Fi, microwave wavelengths. And if anybody doubts that, don't take my word for it. Go get an EMF meter and go up to somebody who's got who's got the big V injection and see how the EMF wavelengths go up, uh, how that EMF field can be measured. And it can be measured with a simple, inexpensive device. And then have them grab onto the cord and then you can see uh, just what the heck happens uh, to the human body. It absorbs all that. And nobody's going to say, oh, well, that's okay. It's not going to cause problems. Oh, no. It's going to cause tremendous amounts of inflammation, interfere with metabolism, and probably make people go insane pretty much. So that, there you go. Now, on top of this, graphene oxide concentrations affects the toxicity when administered orally or whether it's administered to intravenously and so on. Uh, when higher amounts are taken orally, graphene oxide tends to bind to itself and not cause as much damage compared to lower doses, which actually cause uh, intestinal damage and shorter villi. And of course, villi are the intestinal projections that are supposed to be there, which aid digestion and surface area for bacteria. And also it helps uh, you absorb nutrition from your food as it's broken down. Now, contrast to this, um, when graphene oxide is injected, it seems that higher concentrations, of course, cause greater cytotoxicity, which is cell damage, cell adhesion. It causes apoptosis. You probably heard a lot of that if you study the things that I do, which just means the cell destruction, cell program death. One of the things that's really disturbing is that the graphene oxide interferes with ATP energy production and destroys mitochondrion. Now, if you're a guy who deals with cancer and treats people for cancer a lot and read all the latest books, you'll find out that the 
new theory of cancer states that it is a destruction of mitochondria, it's a destruction of the gel matrix inside the cell and interference with ATP production or the energy production. And that's actually what causes cancer. Now they've done studies where they've taken out from a cancerous cell, they'll take out the nucleus, which holds all the DNA, and they'll transfer that into a non-cancerous cell. And the non-cancerous cell does not develop cancer. However, if they take a nucleus of a good cell, a cell that is non-cancerous and transfer it into a cell that has cancer, the cancerous cell continues growing and dividing. So it's been showing that cancer is actually a disease of more so of the mitochondria and the cytoplasm rather than a, uh, a disease of mutating DNA, like what was proposed back in, I think it was 1972, Nixon started a war on cancer, which basically wasted trillions of dollars looking at an idea that cancer was caused by a genetic mutation. It's actually, it's caused by toxicity and disturbance of mitochondria creating, creating ATP and a disturbance of the, the fluid in the cells, which is a gel matrix. Once that gets disturbed, the entire metabolism gets uh, destroyed and people start getting very sick and then cells become cancerous and grow, uh, start growing faster and faster and faster over years and eventually come, come up with these growths that are super fast growing and very tough. And in these tumors that are protected with these coverings and have their own, they have their own blood feed into the tumor, you know, and their own arteries and the whole bit. It's quite a, a stunning story when you really get into it and start studying it at all the different books and all the research papers. What do you think the fertility fallout's going to be? So like, I'm imagining, you know, these pundit squares, someone that's listened to my show versus someone that hasn't, uh-huh. has a baby. Yeah. What happens? Or both have, or neither have. Just think about, well, if the woman, the pregnant woman has really good nutrition, has detox mechanisms, they're good methylators or they're good detoxifiers. Okay. You can read about that in certain books. But if, if that woman can get rid of the graphene oxide before it has a chance to really damage the fetus or the growing tissue, then chances are that child may grow up to be normal. But if the mother is under a lot of stress and she has low glutathione levels and maybe she's a poor detoxifier, then maybe she doesn't get rid of the graphene oxide or the graphene oxide crosses the placental barrier, damages the fetal tissue, and the child is either miscarried or the child is born with mutations, such as the black eyeball and the long long, uh, disturbingly different fingers. And God only knows what, what else. I mean, I'm sure it's all going to come out eventually um, and, and cause all kinds of problems. Um, so yeah, so you know, it all depends on the type of graphene oxide and the way it's processed even. For instance, if we look at chemical reduction of graphene oxide, okay, remember that reduction is a gain of electrons and oxidation is a loss of electrons. We talk a lot about oxidation when we start studying medicine, but chemical reduction of graphene oxide has been reported to be less toxic than thermally reduced graphene oxide. The reason I state that is, well, graphene oxide can be more or less toxic depending on how it's been processed and how it's been created some studies suggest that hydrophilic or more oxidized graphene nanoparticles may be more cytocompatible, yet other studies say the exact opposite, that graphene oxide or, or further oxi- oxidized graphene is more uh, toxic than the reduced form. Because you're, you're going to hear some of the, the big V manufacturers say, oh, well, yes, okay, it does contain graphene oxide, but it's the reduced form. It's the reduced form, okay? And it's not damaging. And that, of course, is in- incredibly false and misleading. It is definitely just as toxic, according to the studies I read, compared to oxidized. So whether it's oxidized or reduced, it's still toxic. Assume that 
most people's health is okay. It's worse over the past 18 months because of all the, you know, propaganda crap. What uh-huh. do you think the aggregate impact on fertility is going to be? Oh, it's going to go down. It's just going to go down. People are, people, women are going to have less successful births. I mean, the, and these children that are born are going to be different. I don't know what's going to happen to them, but they're going to be different. They're going to be mutated. They're going to be, geez, I, I just don't know what's going to happen when a, when a child develops and it's being subject to continual Wi-Fi magnetic radiation of the body. I can only fathom to think that it's going to be incredibly disturbing to see what happens. To the, well, they're going to grow up to be zombies. We're going to be children zombies and just masses of cells that are have no ability to cognitate. I'm not looking forward to it. Boy, I'm glad I spent the majority of my youth uh, back in the day rather than now. I can't imagine what this world is going to turn into because there's just not enough people that are aware of how dangerous uh, what they're doing now with the big V injections. So, yeah, it's pretty disturbing stuff. It interferes. All all these studies are going to say that, look, it it creates uh, more uh, free radicals and it creates ROS reaction, reaction oxygen species, which basically damage tissue and cause increased amounts of inflammation. So every single study says that, yes, it's going to cause a lot of inflammation. It's going to damage tissues. It's going to create fluid retention of the lungs. It's going to create uh, blood clots and, and strokes. It's just going to create all that stuff. Now, if a graphene oxide particle has a certain shape to it, it could be more inflammatory and more dangerous. Let's see, for instance, um, if you have a single layer graphene oxide sheet and it it's smaller, it could have more sharp edges because the edges of the graphene oxide sheet are really sharp and they cut cells and they cut through tissues and they're, they're able to do all that. So if you have a certain size, it may be more inflammatory, more, more deadly rather than if you have a, say, a smaller version that could be filtered more quickly or a larger version larger graphene oxide particle that really doesn't have as many edges, it could be less inflammatory. We're almost out of time, but I wanted to ask you, again, in aggregate, what do you expect to see over the next six months or a year, you know, in terms of people's health? What do you think that the medical systems around the world are going to be facing, again, over the next six months or a year? Yeah, I think that as they people get more and more boosters because they just don't know any better, uh, the the inflammation will continue. Uh, the people will continue and in, increase in, in death until they wake up. But of, again, I think the people that are good detoxifiers and can have good amounts of glutathione, you know, they're they're obviously going to be less affected by the inflammation because they're going to be able to get rid of that graphene oxide as it's attached to the glutathione, and you'll get rid of it with regular daily uh, excretion. Graphene oxide is most definitely carcinogenic and it produces cancer. But the big thing I've got to say before we get going, and this is super important, is that uh, graphene oxide can be removed with liposomal glutathione, also with N-acetylcysteine, which is an amino acid which can also chelate, but also is an important amino acid, of, an imp- important component of glutathione. Now, here's something that's just hilarious, almost, except it's more disturbing. Uh, Amazon stopped selling N-acetylcysteine, I don't know, months ago. 
I don't know why they, they did it. I don't think they gave an adequate response. But look, when it was shown that N-acetylcysteine can help uh, clear out graphene oxide out of the body, Amazon discontinued selling it. So you have to get it from elsewhere. Now, don't take my word for it. Go on Amazon and put in N-acetylcysteine and see what comes up. Because for months and months, uh, they discontinued the sale of, of N-acetylcysteine, which is just an amino well, acid. because they don't, they don't want anything that would offer a way to uh, to mitigate the problems associated with the big V. Yep. They want you to, to only do and think of one thing. Right. And that is that you need this. And, you know, listen, it's the crazy video I heard today. Maybe it's not that crazy. Only crazy because I have been exposed to it. But this guy's talking about, uh, you know, the integration, artificial intelligence in the human body. And that's going to create a lot of weird stuff. And really, we're no longer going to be human we're going to be some sort of hybrid GMO production of some sort of mad people that intend on creating the human body greater than what is has been created by God or, or Genesis or however you'd like to say that is that we were created by something. There is a creator that's created us. And these psychopaths, these monsters are basically trying to alter the human body to make it better, but it, it's, it's not going to be improved upon. It's going to be our destruction of the human species as we know it. And unfortunately, unless you detox and get rid of this stuff out of your system, you're going to be faced with the potential of dying. Or well, be one, stuck one last in the question here. Yep. Let's say they were forced into the big V into listening yep. to this, my Sharna song. Yep. What would you do if you knew like in the next day or two, you'd be forced to listen to the song? Uh-huh. How would you protect yourself? Well, I'd have to take lots of uh, liposomal glutathione, make sure that my levels were really high. And you're taking all the other stuff that people talk about, the zinc. Uh, people tend to be zinc deficient these days because of heavy metals. Our, our, our environment's so full of them. So the zinc is really good for detoxification and getting rid of trash and boosting chelation in the human body. So um, I would, you know, bone up on and increase the amounts of glutathione in my body. And I would also engage sweat therapies and drink a lot of water, pure filtered water that I could. And that's how I would hope to survive it. But I've often told many people on many podcasts, look, I'll take the, I'll take the big V injection, but you just have to kill me for it. If you kill me, I'll take the big V. I think that's. So what, what happens if someone's been forced to listen to the song and they were foolish and listened to it two or three times? Yeah. How can, yep. could they, can they be helped and how? Yeah, you're going to take uh, liposomal glutathione and N-acetylcysteine, like what they don't sell on Amazon, and you're going to chelate graphene oxide out of your body. You're going to have to get rid of it before it causes uh, platelet and blood cell aggregations and coagulations and causes a stroke, or before it, it works its way around in your circulation, goes through the air blood barrier in the lungs, gets inside your lungs, creates inflammation and causes enough edema there to kill you. You know, you're going to have to get rid of it before it causes these problems. So that's that's all I can tell you. I don't know of anything else. There's no, that's it. I mean, that's, it's got to be the cheapest and best way to do this thing is the N-acetylcysteine liposomal glutathione. It's not that expensive. People can afford it to get rid of the, get rid of the graphene oxide. And in the process, you'll be getting rid of all kinds of other trash like heavy metals because uh, glutathione chelates heavy metals out of the human body through the gastrointestinal tract. And have you had anyone come to you yet who's uh hearing has been damaged by my Sharona? 
mostly what happens if someone gets seriously ill, they wind up going to uh, right down to the hospital. And then they'll just say, instead of saying it's toxicity from graphene oxide, they'll say, oh my God, you have, you have COVID-19. You have the, the big C, you have the big C or the big my Sharona, and uh, we have to rush you right into quarantine. Now, meanwhile, it's a uh, it's toxic effect from, from graphene oxide, but they're going to say, oh my God, no, it's infil- infiltrated your lungs. You're going to die. Get them on a respirator. Oh my God, do something. So that's what they're, that's what's happened. They've engineered this very well and they're implementing it very well. I've got to say they've really gone above and beyond what I expected from them and they're going to, they're going to kill people. And uh, the only way through it is to chelate this, this mean, piece of junk out of your body you know and try and survive it so that's all i can tell you very good well bill thank you again for coming back i'm always glad Uh to speak to you okay thanks very much uh, for having me richard it's always a blast if you like this podcast please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on itunes you've been listening to the finding genius podcast with richard jacobs If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.